0: Welcome,
1: welcome, <laughs> welcome,
0: everybody, to If I May, a podcast with me, Nick, an average guy, along with two of my average friends, Brent. Hey, how's it and going? And Kyle. Yeah, that's of me. Of course. Uh, where we are going to talk about whatever and uh, we want, and while interrupting each other as politely as possible. And uh, we're pretty laid back, pretty chill, nothing... Pretty yellow. Uh, certainly, we, we have a, a format... Um, But we like to be as impromptu as possible, and today's color, or this week's color, I guess we do... Color of the week, yep. So color of the week the is movie. yellow. We go with uh, yellow for no particular reason. Um, I actually was wearing blue earlier today, and while cooking, I got a bunch of uh, flour on my sweatshirt. Thus, I'm wearing yellow, and apparently the, the, the coordinates, so that's quite lovely. Uh, if Kyle, I you- yeah, we start
1: we started recording... And then Brent and Nick are both wearing yellow, and Brent's like, Kyle, you need to go wear yellow. So I went and Evidently. got an old blue may, ball I was
2: shirt. Yellow. That's a cool shirt. I could have mine and I had that, too. I should have. Okay, you,
0: you had an if I may, I was wearing yellow. Finish. I was I already thought.
2: wearing yellow, so I was wearing blue <laughs> earlier as well, and then I just wanted to change. So I did, because I'm well, an adult. I, I, I was wearing a again. gray
1: NASA shirt earlier, and now I'm wearing yellow.
2: Our pass base. We did it last week. Yeah. Well, it had and
1: blue uh, on it, so I kind of was wearing blue, too. So with that... Uh, <laughs> very wow, entertaining.
0: So, so exciting?
1: All right. Let's start with a, a little bit of an opening topic. And I was on the radio, or not on the radio, but I was listening to the radio the other day, and apparently this is a big deal. Baby, It's Cold Outside is very offensive.
0: This has been, if if I may, this is... This has been something that's come up the last two or three years. Has it? I, don't know if it's I have funny, not heard it, older it at than all. That. Yes, uh, at least last year. I feel like it's been discussed, maybe even two, up to two, two three years. Uh, it, it continues to be uh, a thing. And truth be told, I, I've heard it the last two two years or so. I I, I would love to meet someone who's actually serious about you know this,
2: this if I'm, if I may, you don't want to meet those people. Those are the people <laughs> you want to try and avoid. Oh, if they I'll think that if I may, if, if they think that baby I'm called outside, is offensive. They probably have problems. They don't like elf. They think
0: that if means if they I don't like elf. What? Yeah. They probably think if I may, it's pretty offensive too. Hey, hey, out. none of our fans, me, man. none of our
1: listeners are offended by that. Our listeners don't I'm get offended. Triggered.
2: I am don't triggered. They? I am triggered right now. I don't know who I'm, I'm gonna tweet are, about I'm, this. I'm excited to find out. Um, <laughs> well, like, okay, so you're off the, the radio, okay? So, for the
1: baby, it's cold outside, if I may. Like, I get why it's, people say it's offensive because they're basically like the guy's trying to like say, Oh, no, no, stay over, stay over, we'll keep you armed. And the girl's like, no, no, no. But like, it was also written in a time when that was kind of like the the way things are supposed to be gone about, if that makes any sense. Like the woman's supposed to play hard to get and the man's supposed to like, you know, in, I don't know. I guess if, if the man woos the woman in, like the woman's supposed to be all like resistive, even if that is something she wouldn't mind doing. That was if the I,
0: culture historically. Yes.
1: Yeah, the the women didn't want to seem
2: very loose and open and had to be very coy about it. Um, and then the way I've heard this song interpreted uh, in 40s talk is that the drink was actually super weak. Like, they weren't really drugging or anything or there wasn't a lot of alcohol in it. So she's like, I want an excuse to stay over. Oh, the alcohol is really strong or whatever. But there was nothing really in it. So I don't... The, the rapey vibes that the song gives off in today's culture... I don't think we're intended to be rapey in previous cultures slash before 2018. You don't think they were intended to be rapey.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, you can never assume somebody. It's one of those things where the teacher's like, if I'm, it's one of those things where the teacher's like, what do the artist mean by this? And the entire class is like, I don't know. He probably just wrote the words and thought it sounded cool.
2: (laughs) Oh, my favorite example of symbolism. You're reading of men and mice. And this was an actual test question. That I took offense to because we can do that in this day and age, take offense to things. Naturally. And the question was a dove flew out of the barn. I remember this question. Lenny kills like after Lenny kills the other guy, or he gets the one Lenny dies, whatever. Uh in of mice a bird flies out of the Spoiler barn. Alert, was It wasn't symbolized. Way. And I'm reading this, I'm like, if you shoot a gun in a barn of course, a bird is gonna fly off. Like it's a, it's a loud noise. Like what do you expect? <laughs> um, but supposedly it means like the his spirit is flying away. I don't, I don't know. It seems made up to me. A symbol, symbolism has to be have made up at some point. Maybe some of it's intended, but in, unless the author straight up tells me
1: in an interview whole, or
2: something,
0: can I the whole can dumb, I tangent yeah. train this? Tangent you may train it up. Beep beep. I, tangent train this? So, I do have one thing uh, to circle
1: back to. Maybe it's cold outside, though. So start your tangent train, but uh, we got to circle back.
0: Yeah. Write the tracks. We'll, we'll, we'll always come back. But along those lines, <laughs> not <of> always. The, <laughs> the the symbolism of a, a, a song or a, a story or a book. Um, I, I had a classic history of rock. And it was a goof class, of course, uh, something that I could take that, you know, seemed moderately interesting and pretty easy to pass. Um, I think I got like a B or something. I didn't try too hard because it wasn't accounting, so I didn't care. But Good job. at any rate, one of the favorite lessons from about the Beatles. Spent a lot of time on the Beatles as they were a very... Um, influential group and and what they did kind of opened up the the next pages or you know laid the pathway forward for uh, all the bands after the fact but the Beatles wrote a song I believe is I am the walrus Ah, yes that song was written in response to one of the singers and i don't know which because i didn't need um one of the singers yeah. kids was in school in the uk and the teacher was talking about one of the songs the beatles sang or they wrote i think it was what one they wrote and they went into the meaning of the uh, the song and the teacher was teaching the kids and the kids came home or the kid uh, came home to the the singer and said Yeah, you know, dad we we, we, we learned what your
1: song is today. about
0: and it was all about you know the revolution or you know, some other you know super in depth over analysis of a song, and the guy at the parent teacher conference comes in and he's like, heard you were saying this about this song." And he's like, "Oh yes, it's in our curriculum. It's it, you know, teaches a great lesson." And the guy's like, "It had nothing to do with it, that. Yeah, that's like, nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> like we just wrote it to write it." Like it, it sounded good and they, they we wrote, were on drums um, <laughs> and, and you know, that was a factor too. But, um, they like the, the teacher and the, the artist and the, if I'm sorry, I'm forgetting which one, who, who, who it was, but they, they got into a little spiff and then, uh, for giggles, essentially, they turned around as a group and wrote, I am the Ra- walrus, I English, I speak it. I am the walrus. And it's got like koo, "koo koo and all kinds of other ch- nonsensical I do sayings. <laughs> and, it, and it's it's super um, nonconformist to the music at the time. Like the beat, it, it changes, and it's something. It was very experimental, uh, which is really cool. But they didn't do it because of any great reason or any great. Just understanding. despite that it teacher. Just, how can we make this sound stupid but really good? Because we're we're really good um and yeah they basically out of spite wrote like a, a song that went number one um and it's yeah it's against any and all you know there's a modern formula for songs that work um and there's a couple artists or groups who you know, will be able to do that like acapella groups who can sing you know 18 different songs that went number one at one point or another that are all to the exact same
1: beat. yeah i've seen um, that they're the there's a YouTube video where the it's a I forgot what group it was, oh, but it's like tons. it's the four notes, right? It's yeah, yeah. it's the four, four chord chords. progression that right. if you can play those four chords on a guitar, you can play a bajillion songs that are hot, yes. super hot. And it's an awesome YouTube video to look guys, up. These guys
0: Absolutely. These guys purposely didn't follow a formula, screwed everything up, and made it work in a way that was super innovative at the time, all just to spite a teacher who is just like, oh, it's the deeper meaning of this and that. And there's like, I know what they intended. I'm on the deeper level of understanding. It's just like, okay, get over yourself. Because they're like, dude, Uh, I wrote the song. I I know what it
1: means, and it does not mean that.
0: (laughs) I take that same approach to anybody who says anything about baby it's cold outside. It was a time thing. Um, You are framing all people who listen to this song and like it as serial rapists and that's not
1: okay yeah and that also means you hate the movie elf what was that music
2: video for that walrus movie is super trippy it's crazy if you ever watch it
1: (laughs) well with baby it's cold outside and it being (sighs) so cold outside what is what is actually the temperatures that's gotten to you by you guys so far we'll start with i'll start with myself because i think i'm Warmer. Like today it hit 60 for me. So, that's that's okay. Tomorrow, looks like it'll hit 50. This yeah, weekend, yeah. 55, 58, 58 for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, that's pretty nice. Nick, what are you looking at?
0: Uh, I don't think we've been below... We might have been... Uh, I don't think we've been below 10. I, I don't have my phone with me, but I've been outside enough... And there may have been one day we were below 10 degrees because I I look at it from a cross-country skiing standpoint, uh, just Mm because that's what Megan does. And I have yet to go, but I have been watching the temperatures and I'm um, kind of watching the snowfall and everything else. But I think there may have been at most one or two days so far that have been below 10 degrees. I don't go skiing until it's below 10.
1: And once it's below 10, it's too cold to go skiing.
0: think but um most of the temperatures have been in the teens and 20s uh as of late there's snow on the ground and it's sticking so we're past we're kind of past the point of no return where um short of a freak freak heat wave uh we've got snow probably through april is my thought
2: uh seattle just got a lot of rain this week it started (laughs) surprise finally in seattle we started turning into the winter Baby, weather. Maybe it's raining or uh, sad. Yeah, uh, but the the mountains, the Cascade Mountains, that are just about 45 minutes away. Suppose you're getting 17 inches or a foot to a foot and a half of snow today and tomorrow. So skiing is on the table in the mountains. Snow tires are recommended. Um, the chains for your tires are recommended if you're going anywhere outside the city. But here it's warm, it's wet, Seattle. Yeah, kind of same really story here. In Our uh,
1: uh, internet, not internet, wow, uh, the mountains over by us, we'll get like a foot of snow randomly every uh, day, a day a week, I would say, and then uh, we just get nothing down here and it's nice and sunny and warm.
2: Very nice, very nice. I'm sure um, it's not as cool. I thought it'd be colder because
1: you're so high up. Um, I don't know. Well, like because of the mountains, the mountains block out a lot of the cloud formation. So I think like Boulder slash Denver area ha- statistically has the most amount of sunny days per year as anywhere else in anywhere in the country. So uh, even if it's a little bit on the chilly side, the uh, sun does a lot to cancel out any cold.
2: So I have, if I may, I want to switch into a cold topic. Uh, this I've been teaching kids about science my position and today we're talking about the different states of water right and when water is really cold it turns into solid water or ice for those who need help with that kind of thing
1: <laughs> and i i, I chain
2: on my inner nick
1: if I'm you guys need to know actually, sorry if i may if if you guys need if the listeners need to know what the solid form of water was called please uh, tweet at zarbus to uh let brent know that you thank him for Informing you that the solid form of water is ice.
2: Indeed ice. It is indeed ice. And liquid water is just water, so don't get cute with that. Just call it water. <laughs> anyway, so I'm talking what about, about What about gaseous, gaseous water. Water. water? Uh, I always say you could call it gas water, and that always gets a crack. Nope, up. that's not the right like, term. I'm, I'm going to some gas water. It's water vapor. No, steam. But steam, both. I believe, is the common phrase. Water vapor is another way. Same thing. <laughs> water vapor as well steam is when it's going from the liquid up into the um no nope. steam steam
1: is yeah uh steam is a dense form of water in air
2: yeah it's it's water vapor um anyway so i'm telling about these different states of, of matter or of matter for water and it's, it's all about how the molecules are moving right the the faster the water the water molecules are moving the warmer it is and then. It determines what state of matter it's in. And I, I thought Nick had this really great analogy one time about penguins, where he's telling about penguins jumping off a cliff and getting eaten by orcas or something like that. Oh yeah, that was with his, and, what kind of leader he is or something like that. And I thought, you know what? I could use penguins <laughs> talking about the states of matter. And I, I said it like this. I said, if you've ever seen March of the Penguins which absolutely no fourth grader has seen, which is a bummer because the, the analogy... Get on it, guys. It's a classic. <laughs> the, the penguins, when they're doing their eggs, they're very cold. They get they huddle up to stay warm, and they don't move very much because they go out and they get cold. That's kind of like a solid. They're tightly packed together. It's really cold. They're not moving. Well, after it warms up a little bit, they decide to start to move on. They... They move to their feeding grounds. They make kind of they lines, migrate like water. So they're they're moving around like water. It's flowing. They're not necessarily going straight together. They might clump up a little bit. Or they might stay away. Whatever. But they start to move. And then they get to their feeding grounds. And then they get super hyped. They're super excited. They dive in the water. And they swim all over the place catching fish and stuff. Not staying together at all. And that's sort of like the water molecules. And I'm pretty sure it bounds. So my warning for you, Nick, is be careful with the penguin analogy. You gotta know your audience. <laughs> you gotta know your audience. Cool story. That was a moral story. Yeah, I, I told the story. And I went into it, and I got halfway through it. I got halfway through. I'm like, I'm in too deep here. <laughs> I'm finish finishing this it. I'm just like, I don't think these kids are like really jiving with this story. I must keep going though because I can't just stop at water. I have so to go all the way. Find the something that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. You find something that's completely unrelated and and a – I'm going to use the term piss poor analogy. It was not that poor. You're warning
2: me not to use it? I'm just saying it was not a poor analogy. I I don't think it was too bad. bad. I think it's a good idea.
1: But I think your order of operations is wrong. Don't like the dads all stay with the kids and the moms go like grab food and bring it back or something like that and then they trade?
2: Yeah, I – yeah, I your your it. basic penguin knowledge is lacking significantly. <laughs> it's fourth graders. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get them to.
1: That's like in like elementary know school that. where they lie to you and they're like, you can't do negative numbers. Like, t- you, five minus seven, you can't do that. And then later on, you find that oh, you can do that. It's just called a negative number. Or or when they're like, you can't divide negative five. You just can't do it. we're like oh okay and later on you learn oh you can you just throw a little i in there and it works out
2: so i go into this classroom and i kid you not they had a speaker the previous week and i'm looking into i'm like i'm looking at what this guy put on the board and it is just like the theorem of continuity it is this calculus that i cannot figure out at all (laughs) and i asked the teacher i'm like are these kids learning about like Calculus, what are you teaching at this school? And the teacher was like, Oh no, one of the kids' parents works with the, the Mars landing.
1: Oh, the was thrusters
2: like- into space. so he was just, like, he was just telling him about him, and no one got it. But it's like, Oh my goodness, I have to follow that up. A freaking rocket scientist, like, no, thank you, literally
1: a rocket scientist. Can you had- go tell a
2: penguin story? And I'm definitely not being confused with <laughs> rocket scientists. <laughs> so,
0: my my friend Kyle he's got a lego nasa rocket yeah
1: it, cool. you can kind of see it it's 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 right over there it's, it's hiding right there
2: drop that i should there. have tried the fact reference. like i should feel like did he ever design a lego ender though i mean sure his was in space but
1: i bet you if i put some rocket on himself, engines on that thing it would take off <laughs> you have five of them like that to get you in trouble no, you can legally, legally get us those rocket engines.
0: Do we have any more on the, uh, on the Baby It's Cold Outside or the uh, teaching experience?
2: I, I'm good. I, I think the song gets <laughs> a bit of rap, personally. Otherwise, It's I'll, not fair. Uh, it's super catchy. It's an elf. So, it's go with me. People just need to relax a little The bit.
1: best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
0: Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> anyway, um... I really must go. I'm going to take a uh, a bit of a hard left here, gentlemen, if you don't mind, and a bit of a, a, a somber notion. I only notion.
1: turn right. Um,
0: mm. Unfortunately, my, my grandmother passed this last weekend. Uh, Dorothy mm. Moynan was the youngest of 16 I've been taught. Um, I've never met the other uh, 14 because I met Isabel, who made it to 102. Um, oh, and damn. I knew her. Uh, the women in my family don't die. It's pretty impressive. Um, irritating, but impressive. But um, <laughs> Dorothy, uh, Dorothy made it to 94 um, past this weekend in her sleep. Um, my mother's pretty tore up. I'm doing okay. Uh, but that is unfortunate news. And yeah, uh, yeah it'll be a little rough with uh, Christmas and other times if you're going forward where she has been a, a staple or a mainstay. And, uh, Brent, I know you've met my grandmother and, and know her and, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity, but, um, a bit of a crazy old lady who, uh, is pretty stubborn and, you know, all of my finer assets and features, um, you know, kind of alluded or, you know, came down from, uh, that branch, but, um, sharing that information and, uh, the funeral, I guess, we're going to have to figure out uh, moving her. She was in Florida when she passed. She was going to move into an assisted living uh, funeral will be this summer, potentially. So we're figuring out the this details. This summer?
1: But, that long?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I was a little confused. So Apparently, typically, they do it like
1: the next week at the latest.
0: Yeah, that was, that was my thought too. But apparently uh, they had burial plans to have her cremated like her husband, my grandfather, um, and get her up to Houghton. So the details are still all pending. um, And I've not pressed my mother too much, so I'm sure I'll get more uh, as that comes along. But um, yeah, Dorothy made it to 94, which is a a hell of a run. If I make it that far, Um, wow, I did well. Um, Because you're not a woman in your family. Uh, no, no, I am not. Um, I'm going to change genders, though, because today's society allows me to do that. Um, and then I'll live forever. But um, no, all jokes aside, i um, going to miss her. And it's an unfortunate time. And then to kind of honor Dorothy and uh, the timing was um, coincidental at best, but I had just asked for the pasty recipe and if you're not sure what a pasty is um when you look it up it's like looking up a pasty be careful when you uh go on google and look for this but uh, a pasty is a, uh, a finish sorry. what other things a might a, i
1: find while upper, researching this
0: upper peninsula uh delicacy it's kind of essentially like a uh, uh what's that pizza thing where they have because they have like uh Calzone? It's like a calzone yeah. except with meat and potatoes and, and onions and carrots. Um, but I had asked for the recipe again that I haven't, I, I had asked earlier and I never made the pasties, but, uh, I asked for that recipe and I started it on Saturday. Uh, unfortunately Sunday morning, very early is when my grandmother passed. So I started the recipe and, um, uh, I just finished it today. You know, I put it back in the fridge and, uh, kind of waited on what I had started on and, Took the rest of today a little off time from work and uh, finished the pasties. My first pass at making it, and I I haven't tried them. I I, I half-cooked and froze them so that we could try them later. But my own kind of just looking at it compared to how they used to look when my grandma made them is I got to figure out the crust. The crust is (laughs) is kind of the hardest part. Got to figure something stuff out. I followed the recipe and, I, and the the mix of the material is kind of a, you know, what's good for you. And I went with venison rather than like a, a, a typical pasty meat, just because I have a bunch of venison. And I'm like, well, let's give it a shot. And uh, the crust, I ended up having to make twice as much as the recipe calls for. And I think it's because I couldn't get the crust thin enough. Um, but it's really hard to work with as far as you don't want to rip it and it has to be just right. So that's going to be a bit of a, a delicacy to kind of work out and figure out. But uh, it was uh, oddly therapeutic to be able to um, make those pasties and remember my, my grandmother and all the time she had made those. Um, and I mean, even the smell of, uh, of the recipe brought back a lot of memories. So that was kind of cool, but uh, hopefully they turned out well and uh, we will take some notes for, for next time. cooking right. opportunities. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, and my brain goes to a horrible place. It's like, okay, started making pasties on Saturday. Grandma died the night of, between Saturday and Sunday. Maybe you should just never make not,
1: pasties again.
0: I better I better not try and make my <laughs> other grandma's potato salad. I'm not <laughs> um, that's terrible. I'm a horrible saying that, but um, I, I have to try and make light of it just because that's what I do. But uh, um, yeah. That's that's the the update there and and my life update is I I made pasties in kind of honor of my my grandmother and, and hopefully they turn out well and if not I, I kind of have a good idea of what I can change and what I need to improve but it is an all day process which I, I was already aware of but I mean cutting everything up so it's small enough to be part of the mash for the pasty and then when you finally think you're done with cutting everything up and getting that just right the hard part comes where you actually have to like make the crust and have incredible patience to mess with that and get it just right. But um, yeah, that was, that was my day today and uh, the prior week's knowledge.
1: But we'll definitely, so, uh, sorry for your loss and T's and P's to your family and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So thank you to uh, send my
2: condolences as well. Having known your grandmother, she was really cool. Always very fun to talk to and one piano players I've ever had the pleasure of listening to in person in that she's she could listen to a song never looked at sheet music ever but she could listen to it you could you could sing a tune to her and she would just play it with both hands phenomenally. Both hands behind Um, her back? It was really cool (laughs) I don't know behind the back but she definitely it was really fun during Christmas time when she would play for us uh, just playing Christmas carols and You name a song and she could play it which was awesome Uh, i remember she had a westie for the longest time that was one of the little feistiest dogs i've ever seen so she compared to your mother's westie which was one of the calmest sweetest dogs that almost didn't do anything so that was a fun contrast to see and then just that um i think her pasties were the first pasties i ever had as well and they were very good so you have a lot to live up to
0: yeah if uh, if we ever wanted to get serious about a a business of of some variety, oh, we are so serious. Um, well, we'll yeah, it. this is this is our business for now. But <laughs> if we ever wanted to get serious, I don't love the food industry, but I would say, in my experience, there is nothing quite like uh, a a pasty. Um, in the market right now. I mean, the calzones are kind of close and, and truth be told, as I was making it, the thought crossed my mind that this is, this is kind of like a burrito, but burritos don't have the <laughs> the internal pieces that a, a pasty does. And, and the look is different. Um, it's, it is a, a different beast altogether. But um, if I can master the crust and I can, you know, optimize the process it would be pretty relatively easy to have a sample pasty or two at a stand at some sort of event. And you could sell, you know, 80 pasties at an event uh, and it would be very well liked. Now I'm not how a much huge did you have fan to sell
1: of a pasty for in order for it to make financial sense. Cause you said it's all day process. That's sounds like a lot of effort. Well, like how many pasties the, did you make there that's where the
0: optimization? That's where the optimization comes in because, Right now, as a one person by hand going and peeling the potatoes, chopping up the potatoes, peeling the carrots, chopping up the carrots, uh, chopping up the meats, uh, adding the seasoning, and then working with the crust. Um, Yeah, that was an all-day process. Uh, As far as if you can optimize that in some way, shape, or form, if you skip peeling the potatoes because technically the skin doesn't hurt anything, you chop everything up and you – um, the crust still needs to be delicately handled. Unfortunately, I'd imagine. Um, but I'm guessing you could charge less than seven dollars uh, per pasty and still make pretty good money. Now, again, I would want to optimize the process, uh, calculate the the labor on top of the actual ingredients, because the ingredients super easy. I mean, potatoes, carrots, onions, meat. Um, which none of that is going to be potatoes,
1: at all. potatoes, but, but the mushrooms stick them in a stew.
0: The amount of time is, uh, is suspect. Now, if I can step back about the pasty industry for just a moment, <laughs> um, we have <laughs> Megan's family. Pasty talk. Uh, Megan's family is looking into uh, pasties for part of our wedding for a, a potential event. And apparently Megan's father uh, has spent a, an amount of time with his uh, college friends who were in Houghton, obviously, um, when they went to college together. Uh, so they're familiar with Houghton and, and the delicacies. And actually Mike's from UP. So is his wife. But uh, allegedly um, they have sampled a great number of pasties over the years and have a, a ranking system of sorts. Con-
1: Consumers or whatever.
0: Connoisseurs yeah, is yeah, yeah. correct. And they went on a sampling tour of sorts uh, uh-huh. to uh gather pasties for a pasty tasting of sorts to occur over the Christmas vacation here, uh, so that we can <laughs> select a pasty uh place to buy from. And the the funniest that part of way all too of this... serious. Oh, it's very serious, which I'm okay <laughs> with. Uh the funny part though is the name of every place that sells pasties is literally just the guy or gal's recipe who it is, they're pasties. Bill's pasties. Joe's mm-hmm. pasties. Rhonda's pasties. Like like that's just the name. So so I, I think there's a lost opportunity there for marketing in some way, shape, or form. But uh given that they just sell to the local folks, I I just makes sense. Oh, this is one of Rhonda's. Oh, this is this is Joe's. I like oh, this is I like this. This is Dorothy's. Um, Ralphie. He's got the so- best ones. <laughs> Exactly. No, so, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> uh-uh. So, if we were to ever do a pasty business of sorts, if I were to ever master the recipe, take the time Nick's to optimize pasties. it a little bit, and if Brent on Nick's his weekends wants to go to festivals with a little cart uh, uh, like, <laughs> and have him sell our frozen pasties or um,
2: penguin yeah, pasties,
0: his, they're not penguin pasties. <laughs> um, actually, my biggest thing is I think I'd, I don't think I'd want to call it a pasty. Because honestly, when you read it, it says pasty, which mm. for anyone who has a dark mind, which is what I feel is at least two thirds of the population, go on they're on going to read talking about a
1: pasty white person who needs to go out in the sun more. Yeah. Anyway, so nope.
0: um, if we ever wanted to do that for a business, uh, we would we would probably consider Dorothy's pasties as our <laughs> that would be on sounds um, adorable,
1: right? Who, who doesn't are, love a Dorothy, right? And it's her. She has Toto's, She has magic slippers exactly. and pasties. But um, yeah,
0: it was it was interesting to go through the cooking process. I think it'd be kind of fun uh, to cost it out and see if we were to do something like that when uh, Brents is done in Seattle and moves closer to Kyle or I because those are your two options. Period. And then uh, the other person could come visit, and then we could totally spend a weekend cooking and playing games, and then uh, we could probably give it to Brent, because I feel like Brent has the kind of time to do this, to go to like a local oh, festival man. and have like, a, a busy party. Guy. And then you know, sell things.
2: I got weekend plans, man. So, with the of food, this is the perfect opportunity. I've been saving this one for the right moment. Oh, boy. I have came up with Come up with years not English, you have lettuce. come up with the hey, universal theory of food. The universal theory of food, where my thought is that all food is basically the same thing, it just has slightly different ingredients into it. Think of this <laughs> you have a salad, every like salad, salad you have a base. So, you have some lettuce, you put nope. some nope. toppings on it, you put nope. some cheese, and maybe some maybe dairy on the cheese. That's that, no lettuce, you have soup. You have your soup. You I have your like broth. Soup. You have your vegetables. You maybe put some cheese in there and some meat. You got soup. You have a sandwich. You have your bread. Then you put some, what do you put in? Meat, vegetables, cheese. some cheese. There you go. You have a casserole. You have some noodles, meat, cheese, vegetables. Yep, cheese. So forth, broth or whatever. You have, uh, all of these foods are just connected by cheese. basically just Not even just cheese, but by, like, different... Like, it's all the same thing. You just package it differently. Like, a calzone or a pasty. It's all basically the same thing. It's just different stuff in the middle. Like, slightly different variants of it. Like, the difference between a soup, a salad, a casserole, there's just too much connection there for it not to be linked. Think about it. Think about it. I'm not wrong on this. Brent thoughts. It's true, though. It's so true. If you ever think about it, like... You have your base. Your I'm broccoli, trying to think of a really base. good example. Okay. You might have some noodles. I like This is talking about like meals. And maybe it's because I'm from the Midwest, where in the Midwest, we just literally toss everything into something. Are edibles like legal in Seattle? No. Yeah. A pizza. If you think about... They are. Uh, Washington is legal state. Okay. You have a sauce. You have I, your meat. I, your I'm understanding where this is, is coming from. No, I thought this a long time ago. I am not wrong on this. Now, this is for meals. This isn't for like... But you're not saying la- anything. Like a Laffy Taffy. You're, you're I'm, literally not saying anything of substance. I'm not saying anything of unsubstance. No, it is substance. Think about this. <laughs> I'm not saying anything of unsubstance, as everyone was about to say there. I have my pizza. My pizza has its base, which is the carb. I put a sauce on it. <laughs> I put what vegetables, carbs are the base of all foods. Um, most meals. You have your pasta. Gosh, it's almost like we took the food pyramid and followed. You have a. a, I'm just saying, there's. It's all basically the same thing. Yes, there's 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 mixes
0: of foods, And, and and yes, they're going to be similar because. All I mean, insane. we're matter
1: based creatures who need to consume all meals. So much- yeah. All meals will have a main dish and a couple sides. Yeah. That's I mean, just. Yes. You don't just go
0: eat nothing but bread. I mean, back in the day, if that's all you had to eat, certainly you did. But because of luxury, because of convenience, explain yes, ramen, Brent.
1: explain ramen that tastes good. <laughs>
0: Yes, enlighten me on the ramen because if
2: you think those are vegetable little cubes that are in there, you're probably wrong. (laughs) Tofu definitely um, counts as a vegetable. You're you're saying
0: that yes, in a meal where you're supposed to consume food for the day, you have a general mix of types of foods that meet your nutritional needs. You're not saying anything truly. You're, oh, not, that, you're, you're not. You're having connected. some sort of grandiose discovery, like it that's me standing back and saying, "Yes, uh, know, right. no, no." If I most may. rooms, most rooms have four walls and a ceiling. Like, holy shit! <laughs> I bet you can they all floor, have a door
1: too, at least one door. <laughs> no yes, <way>. like <laughs> I'm, I'm have sorry, a. I'm on open
0: you, but I, I, I'm not hearing anything that that isn't known. Like what what, what, you... what
1: I think I think what Brent's big realization here is that if you have a meal and you have good variety within that meal, it's a good meal. I think Not that's just Brent's... that, but that all
2: these good <laughs> meals are – they're strung together. I I don't know. You guys can doubt, but this is a big thing. I'm
1: honest them. There's something huge. Something like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, what are what you Wait, right, right, cool. Moving on a little bit. What was Brent's last like, big idea you where no, he no, thought it was genius? This. What was that? You had another idea a couple episodes back that you thought was genius. I'm going to find learning it. learning theory? Yeah, your learning theory. My, what my was that? All, learning, all learning, learning is uh is through trying. Is through trying. trying. All I have to do is try. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because you, either you fail or you succeed. Yeah, these are. I'm, Didn't I I'm refute book that it? by basically saying that I've learned a lot from reading books and not having done anything myself? No, you don't learn until you change your behavior with that. The reading, you memorize something, you're doing a behavior change, therefore you're learning.
1: You are putting... If you don't get a so, result, To Brent's point, you are putting effort into reading. If you didn't read yeah, at I, all, you But
0: I have never experienced zero gravity in space. Okay. It has not
2: changed my behavior, but I know I have learned it to be true. You've learned it to be true, but you had to consume something that told you about it right okay but that's your change of behavior by listening to that you okay have... okay moving on moving so on moving far. on one thing the fact i will you're still <laughs> thinking about it means i'm reach, onto something you know i'm further. right here
0: <laughs> reach further you know the
2: fact you guys are still thinking about this means i that in your head and you guys are gonna the, the one
1: thing out. i will say about teaching in general is i definitely like the idea of the I forgot, i'm gonna mess up the saying i know it but it's like uh tell me and I forget uh show me and i uh understand uh involve me nope there's another step in there cuz it's involve me and i understand show it's show me and i remember yeah yeah T- tell me and i forget show me and i'll remember involve me and i'll understand the whole like you have to do something before you like fully understand it so y- you know you've been taught about gravity so you know it but you don't understand it like I don't, no none of us can say that cuz none of us have, ex- have don't experienced that, it
2: with you. Refut- the universal theory of learning is real. It, it, <laughs> it that that is. statement just refuted what you were saying. It did because, not again, exactly we have not
0: experienced him. zero gravity in space.
2: Keep
1: somebody have we experienced that, that the
0: world like. is round?
1: Yes, a- yes we are currently experiencing Absolutely it every day. single day, I'm, especially I'm if you live by the ocean.
0: I, I understand that the world is is a sphere like i'm on board with that i i believe that based on what i've learned but uh, again steph curry he, thinks steph means, fake. Steph Curry, yeah stop making stupid people famous um although he's already famous because he makes threes like it's his job
1: okay it is. so when i was in new york a couple like almost a month ago by now uh there's a couple things i wanted to touch on i didn't really have the opportunity because we were out of town or whatever and uh, took our uh, our yearly hunting break because everybody knows we take that every single year at a regular basis. So, yeah, yeah right. naturally. So, uh, one thing is while we were in New York, the guy that was also from my company that went with me, uh, we realized that we both liked Italian food and specifically gnocchi. And I we went to three. Gnocchi. gnocchi. Say that again, Kyle. It's like an N. Is it- it's like an NG sound. Gnocchi. Is the proper Italian that, pronunciation?
0: It's not
2: gnocchi. It's not gnocchi. With, it's, wrong my whole it's,
1: it's like an N-Y. Gnocchi. gnocchi. But the if, Y if is I may spell that.
0: Is spelled with a it G.
1: It's a start G-N-O-C-C-I. G- something like that? Yeah. C-C-H-I. Yeah, so you get it. You get it. You can, you can Google now, it. Now, is, it, is, it, is it, Italian? it Italian?
0: Is it Italian or Italian?
1: It's Italian. If it's okay. Italian people hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> the mob I had to change that real quick when I was starting to date my wife. Cause her family is all Italian. Uh, and I, like, I was at, yeah. And I was at Subway. and would be like, can I get an Italian, uh, with ham and cheese? Oh, I, I, and I just got ripped I on. Julian's <laughs> so like, what did you just call it? An Italian bread? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: Italian. And I, I cringe Italian. every time I hear that. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you just want to be like, I Italian. Like, yes, I'd like some I Italian. Like, you're like a dog that just got like stepped on. You're it's like easy. an Illinois
1: person. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Same level That's of intelligence.
2: <laughs> Your wife is also from Illinois, so I'm you get that going to see it? As it as is well. fun
1: to tell out of Wisconsin people to try to pronounce Wisconsin city names like Wapaka. Ashwabanan, Ashwabanan. We want to go. Yeah, Milwaukee. Even uh, that's a more Plus popular e. one, but Waukesha. Wauk. Yeah, that's a good one. Shawano. Shawano.
0: Wauwatosa. Yeah, is a good one too. Yeah,
2: Sheboygan. That F- one's Fond du Lac. Obvious, even people so much must...
0: yeah, Fond Lac. Although uh, the Manitowoc Minute, have you guys seen the YouTube series? yeah, seen yeah I've, I've seen that guy. The man to walk minute is absolutely hilarious. I think he's got a pretty good following. I see
1: videos. Yeah, he's, of he's him. gone up quite a bit. Regularly,
2: in Wisconsin at least. Yeah,
1: I haven't caught up. anyhow. Of so we were in New York. Oh. We were in New York, if Yankee. I may, if I may. We were, we went to absolutely. three. So uh, my the guy I was with, he used to live in New York in the uh, like Queens area or whatever, and so he's like, oh, I know all the good places and he actually like looked up online and found a list of top 10 yoki places in new york city <laughs> i know all the good place. if i may
2: i know all the good places quick let me google this
1: well like so like one of the ones we went to was at italy which is uh like a market slash uh restaurant and that's like it's not the, the market's actually really good but like the food itself in the restaurant isn't good italian it's just mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a big show like the 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 room you eat in is like all like sparkly. They got like flat like leaves and stuff all over the place. It's it's like a rainforest cafe esque kind of experience while eating, but the food itself is kind of meh. So we went to that place. We went to the number four place and the number one place. And let me tell you, the number four place. I need to find that card because they deserve a shout out. That place was so good. It like ah, oh, if you don't, so gnocchi is it's a it's a noodle pasta. It's like a potato based it's a dumpling. It's like a dumpling. It's like a, a light dumpling in like typically either a cheese sauce or a red sauce or an Alfredo would be the the three main types of sauces. And uh, oh my God, the number four place, I will find the name of it before the end of this podcast, is the best in the world. The number one place needs to get knocked down a little bit, my new tier list. And then uh, the Italy place was eh, mediocre at best.
2: It may be number four on the reviews, but it's number one in Kyle's
1: heart for nice sure. Stomach. Oh yeah, it was so good. Very expensive, but Y'all it did it take good.
0: if I may, Brent, pouring on a bit of that cheese sauce that was earlier mentioned.
2: Mm-hmm. Some queso. It's not Joe cheese, dude. It's mine. Yeah, Kyle, figure this out because when I go to New York, which might be never again, I want the <laughs> best. Uh, no nope. when i go to new york which might never happen well new york is a fine city it's just really big
1: so new york is it's awesome just, to visit and it's great for going during business but i would never want to live there it's just so too crazy people so just people in general are just they're trying really hard to make it and i get it because it's new york and you got to try hard to make it but it's like everybody's in a rush every all the time everywhere it's kind of crazy Kyle,
2: did you get a chance to go to the 538?
1: No idea what you're talking Casey about. Na- see, oh, Casey Nestat's uh, um, 368. Is that I think it's 368. Yeah, I eight. have I have a picture of a selfie of me in front of the building. So I'm I'm basically best friends with Casey Nestat. Yeah.
2: Did you see him skateboarding or longboarding? No, I saw nothing. I just it? saw the front
1: of the building. Oh. Somebody, oh yeah, yeah. There was a guy that was delivering a package. So there's the door was cracked open a little bit as as the guy put the package through, but for those that don't know, which appears to be Nick as well, Casey Neistat's a pretty pretty popular YouTuber. He mainly does like daily vlogs. He's a couple there's a couple videos that he's made that are like that have gone super viral that I'm sure people have seen. If we but, could,
0: if we could not abbreviate video logs for our viewers who doesn't, who, who might not know. Yeah, what I think if, if you don't know what a
1: vlog is, you you're welcome. Brent's don't mom. <laughs> <She> <laughs> called that. out Brent's mom. Please uh, feel free to give Nick crap. If you already knew what a vlog was,
0: well, especially when you just run <laughs> the through vlog. Vlog. like you, you, you pronounced it quickly, which to a savvy listener might be, you know, great, but um. Well, oh, whoa, whoa,
2: happy, that's savvy. what I'm talking about. Well, I'm not
1: saying she's not savvy. Thank
2: you. I'm Thank saying we might mothers.
1: have as savvy. Nicholas, insulting mothers. That's what he does. I think very highly. That should be our, the our title this, this week. Yeah, Nick Light's insulting mothers.
2: We'll get him on bye this week. <laughs> mm, I'm just head <laughs> trauma morning. <laughs> so i That's actually one thing I, I talked about last week and i hope uh, eventually i will convince mom to do is on twitch we've been streaming this on TV slash and there's a chat feature and i would love if some of our listeners sometime hopped on that chat thing and just while we were st- podcasting threw us questions or commented about the soup and something that i said or the smart okay, thing, so, Kyle so, said or whatever. The, the only, the only downside.
1: i say the only downside is we We're need to record live. at a constant time and yeah. They,
2: oh no, no, they just we
1: check record on
2: Twitter. Tuesdays. We
0: post on Thursdays. How would they be able to? No, no, that so any kind of live chat with us. Nick,
1: Nick, Brent is currently stream live right streaming it at, at right now.
2: Well, that's. I think it'd probably be a nice thing life. if you. So, we make mistakes a lot. <laughs> Mistakes are okay. If we're listening to this though Mistakes if you're listening okay. to this and you want to be a part of the show, you want us to answer something for you, not live, but on Thursday, but you could hear the answer right away, you get on Twitch, you go on that, you type me a question, I'll read it, I'll say, Hey, this one's here for Kyle. Where did you get that shirt?
1: And then I got he'll the shirt for from you a broomball. Team that I was on the last two years and well, last three years, but the last two years we had t shirts because I made them with one of my buddies, Michael, because he See, is a teacher at a high school questions. and he had access to screen okay. printing.
0: Moving on, do we have a closing segment? We do have a closing yet,
1: segment. But... Uh, we're not quite there. We, oh, have, is... we can throw in another something, something. It. I had a yeah I had a
0: I had a proposal for a closing segment uh, which we can either save or just discuss briefly um, just because I haven't brought up the government or politics or anything else that I need to go on a tangent on I, I feel I were, they need to bring up whoosh.
2: and from that I that tried bringing up politics one time and oh well, I'm gonna dirty, I'm gonna bring it up dirty. I'm gonna
0: bring it up in a classy way and, and not go into too much detail
2: well, so I, that's I what I'm reporting.
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, uh, I'm not sure if either of you saw uh, the Google uh, CEO, uh, whose name I'm forgetting. Um, he's a, a gentleman who was called before uh, <laughs> Congress or one of the the bodies, and so, I, I saw so. that he was going to be brought in, uh, reprimanded <laughs> by the the government officials who represent all of us so well, of course. Um, and the articles I were I was reading. Um, we're, we're saying that Google was in hot water for having sent, um, you know, either no representative to a previous event or an underling, uh, meaning like some VP who is way more important than any of these senators actually ever are. But they reprimanded the company for not sending the best of the best. And
1: Facebook I, I couldn't get over... Zuckerberg himself, the alien. <laughs> right. Well, I couldn't or get, get over lost. the
0: articles. Uh, that were written about this, and they were actually like anti-company, anti-Facebook, anti-Google. And I, I, I said I couldn't believe this simply because every opportunity that the government has gotten uh, the attention they, you know, claim to need, they've blown it. It's been an absolute embarrassment from the government regarding, you know, reprimanding or holding these people responsible, and it's just like. Okay, when you get the the right person in the building, you better be using their time effectively, efficiently, like getting to the real issues here. And, and once again, uh, the government has embarrassed itself. And unfortunately, uh, it was mostly and I, I lean right. There's no uh, there's no hiding that or disguising that. I don't have patience to you know try and play neutral. I lean right. But unfortunately, the Republican senators. Uh, were the ones who, who had some pretty epic F-ups, if you will, where they're talking to the Google... If I may uh, interject,
2: I want to give one because I heard this on the radio. I'm really excited to share it. This. <laughs> oh. Some legislator from Texas, bless his dear heart, he questions the CEO of Google. He says, I have a phone. Can Google track my very location with this phone? Google guy, CEO replies, Well... We don't track it unless there's a there's certain opt-in things you might be able to do that would allow us to to see where your location is. But generally, you have to opt into it, basically try to dodge it. And the guy is like, you're paid $100 million. Yes or no, are you tracking me on my phone? And it's just like, there's a disconnect here. <laughs> have you ever used Google Maps? People-
1: During that Maps, time, we're tracking your phone. are tracking you. You have location yes, services turned on.
2: They are doing yeah. It. yeah, we're tracking you. Yeah. Every phone is so, like, Do you know where I am on my phone right now? And it's like the CEO is right in front of me. Of where you are. A and long two, go ahead. wasting Wait. his time. Like, yes, I know exactly where you are. Question, you are right in front
1: of me. Yeah.
2: And that's the problem. These people who are in these positions that are trying no, to hold I these don't. companies accountable have absolutely zero clue what the technology is or what it does. It's so, so I scary. Can...
0: If I may, I can share um, the stories I heard. And, and there was, um, th- there have been a, a lot of great examples. I mean, Google, it, no pun intended, um, because we're talking about Google CEO. Yeah. At any rate, yeah. uh, 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 specific example here was a, uh, <laughs> a, Republican, <laughs> a Republican senator was asking, thank you, uh, was asking uh, the, the Google CEO, and I should know his name. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, re- regarding a an advertisement that came up when his daughter or his niece or whatever it was was playing a game, and he's like, "Oh well, this this advertisement that came up was a political ad that had some things that were very not nice to say." Like, "What are you responsible for my daughter's iPhone?" And the guy's like, "Uh, sir, uh, first and foremost, I'm not the iPhone guy. <laughs> like, like it wasn't that <laughs> yeah, right. bad, but we're like <laughs> elect- Android." <laughs> allegedly all of the uh democratic senators burst out laughing like it was that bad and then he's just like okay well well, i don't know what kind of phone it was or whatever it was um and then he's just like okay well um you know advertising can be targeted based on your your application he answered the question he's like well what kind of you know stuff are you clicking on where a targeted ad would reach out to your daughter And, and then there was more you know savvy stuff but At any rate, uh, the initial point of this discussion, aside from the embarrassment uh, of our government trying to question these people who are doing, um, you know, who are on the cutting edge of technology, and I understand if you're older, you may not be as into this. Is
1: this is is why you don't get the CEO? This is why you get a VP because (laughs) you're not worth period. But the
0: issue I have, the the thing that irritates me is the writing. The people who are writing news articles about the CEOs and about the VPs who come and talk to the government are are pro-government. They're basically saying, oh, this committee and that committee are demanding that they get the CEO. And, and because they didn't send the CEO, uh, they're going to really harshly lay into this VP of someone or other. And I'm sitting here like, why? I mean, like, if they did something so horribly wrong, okay. Right now, you're speculating and asking questions, and the questions you're asking aren't worth – anyone's time i mean kyle you or i and, and maybe brent I, i'll put you in the same category maybe you could, yeah you could i could question google you. like your public speaking needs a little work yeah, that's I the only question no no it's I... not
1: questioning hold on hold on hold on not what i was going to say you're jumping he's in saying that we could step in their places and answer the questions for them thank okay. you that's <laughs> could, uh... what we can do see that's why i picked kyle he, he's gonna <laughs> figure it out but um no
0: we could oh. we, you and i could sit down right now in front of the Senate committee and answer these questions.
1: Or dodge them just like anybody else would.
0: Right. Or or simply state that you have no idea what the flying effing goodness language I'm not going to use in this podcast. You don't know what you're talking about. Why are you wasting my time? I'm the CEO. Or like, okay, sit someone else down. Why are you wasting the VP's time? If you don't know this, why are you on the committee to ask questions about it? you're not qualified, right? Why am I here? But, but I mean, you and I could answer questions that at a, a, a surface level could get them in the right ballpark and they still wouldn't be able to wrap their hand head around it. Yet every article I read, you know, is chastising Google for not having sent the CEO or, or rather it was Facebook, I think for not having sent Mark Zuckerberg, for having sent a VP of someone else. And they did send
1: like a couple months ago or whatever
0: they did one time they've put not the other time they wanted him or some other ceo the other time they didn't get it and they just and rather the writers throw a fit and i'm not sure if it's my theory if i can put on my tinfoil hat is uh the writers uh, of of these major news outlets are so in the pocket of the politicians that they are just writing up a stink storm anytime one of these CEOs doesn't comply with the government yet all that comes out of it is a complete waste of time and effort on everyone's part because I'm sitting here as Mark Zuckerberg like I really had to try and explain what cookies are to a bunch of grown men and and then to try and understand you know at a surface level what the algorithms our company you know has how they use those to filter advertisements like There's such a depth to this that they couldn't possibly wrap their head around it. Yet I've got to sit here at a six-year-old level that you and I might as well answer. And yet you demand the CEO to be held accountable. So if
2: I may, uh, the hard thing about this is the people that go into being career politicians, they are political science people. They they don't come from any sort of background to – be experts on the environment or be experts on Well, this is the crazy thing in
1: general is like going into politics there's so many things you're going to be asked to look into and vote on it's impossible to you be know, a master of, of everything so it's it's a matter of surrounding yourself with the right people to ask the right questions to decide whether or not it's something you should be voting one way or the other on
2: and the downside is the people that are being surrounded by these politicians being surrounded by are these lobbyists that have all the money and oh just this is gonna help us. This is good for it. Take my money. Trust me. Right. It's it's horrible. It's pretty sad. Anyway, on a brighter note, um, Kyle,
1: take us away. All right, for a closing segment. So actually, it almost was perfectly timed at the beginning of the episode, but I had to hold off because it was. It's a closing segment. It goes back to food. So certain Universal foods.
2: Universal food theory. It's real. kafros
1: no, no, I just no stopped problem. talking. <laughs>
2: Universal food theory, it's all connected. <laughs> this whole thing, it's all connected.
1: Okay, moving on. So certain foods.
2: If I may,
0: I'm taking my former tinfoil hat and moving it. I don't know if you're left or right of the screen to me. I got it you. To, the, right, that sorry. direction. Well, it depends. <laughs> there you go. That's the that's, that's, that's George Brent. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I anyhow, now. so certain foods, it's hard to diet. decide
1: whether you eat them or you drink them. I'm trying to think of like a Frosty from Wendy's. Do you eat that or do you drink that? Eat it. It's like Make, an ice cream. Yeah, but you can you have a big thick straw.
0: You eat it until you can drink it. It needs to melt before you can drink it. Yeah, see, it's, it's a fresh Frosty. You need to eat until it melts yeah, enough to drink it.
1: Okay, what about like a slushie? A slushie is almost like the opposite. You're you're drinking it and then eating it? No, slushie? Yes.
2: No, you just drink point. it the whole time. No, because you drink it and then you drink
0: it too fast and then it's just got the frozen part yeah. left over. Yeah, because so you're
2: you're gotta frozen. It's you guys good. do slushies, wrong. You got to take your time and get all of the nice... Oh, uh, yeah, you rush it too much. <laughs> no, I'm not. You okay. drink a slushie the whole way through.
1: Soups. You, you drink do you drink or eat a soup? Mm. I guess it depends on the kind of soup. like a tomato soup. You drink that. yeah, I mean even though even That's if you spoon it in yum, a spoon yeah. at a time, you're not really like grinding up anything with your teeth so you're you're drinking know.
0: it. We're gonna go with a hot take if I may it, it, it's it's based on the temperature. if it's uh if it's too hot, I gotta eat it with a spoon, blow on it, give it some time, <laughs> sip it. Put in some crackers. If it's cool enough, uh, then I will I will do the whole bowl, drinking Oops. out of it. Crackers, cheese, doesn't matter. Uh, I, I will drink it if it's cool enough to drink. Otherwise, I will eat it with a spoon uh, as I cool it down by blowing on it.
2: So here's my take on soup. Is it a hot take? One. <laughs> depends on the temperature of the soup. I... The whole thing about drinking or eating, I hate that part. So when I get a soup, unless it's already loaded with a bunch of stuff Eating of the drinking
1: part? I will take
2: i will take crackers, and I will crush up those crackers. And that soup will be so thick of crackers that eventually I'll be eating it. So, yeah, I, I eat soup, I guess.
1: I just don't <laughs> I, like I the liquid that. part. Of it. What about tomato soup? Do you not like the liquid part of tomato soup? Because that's like pure liquid. Uh, liquid. So tomato soup,
2: I'll dip in grilled cheese. Otherwise, Classic. there's no point of no point of. Wait, but like a potato
1: problems. soup, like a potato soup is like a similar kind of thing where consistency, it's all one singular consistency, but it's not like quite crackers. solid. Uh, crackers, you still go crackers Lots on that. of crackers, until
2: it's basically, <laughs> and then you're good to <laughs> yeah. go. I know potato, that sounds weird. And it's, goes baked potato it, but... soup
0: and Applebee's. There was a uh, tangent train, real quick, because I know we're in the closing segment.
1: Beep,
0: there was a uh, a study break during like our lunch time that my cousin and I would get together and every Thursday or something like that, we would go to Applebee's uh, and they would have a lunch special, like a soup and salad, all you could eat for like six, seven bucks, super cheap. And the soup they had was always baked potato. So it's, it's potato soup. It's got some onion, it's got some cheese, it's got some bacon. And I think I would go through Nine, ten cups of this soup over a lunch period. Was it was just be, we'd just yeah, we'd bring our, we'd bring our study materials. We'd camp up and we'd just be like, you know what? Every time More you bring soup, us a bowl, please. just head back the next time you're back there and bring us another one. Because I mean, they're little. I mean, it's an all-you-can-eat thing, so they're trying to give you a little thing and you know assume you got a you know time limit to be there because you're on your lunch break or something. I'm like, nope, I'm here all day.
1: Like just, <laughs> just keep. It- and it was so good the the last example of this kind of food was an applesauce that's the last example i could think of
0: where it's like i've never eaten i've never drank an applesauce well like it's it's
1: so liquidy like chewing doesn't really do anything you're like chewing just to slurping yeah you're you're kind of like "Mm," you just swallow it there's no like i don't think your teeth are much effect on applesauce
2: so the big thing with applesauce these days is they put them in these little, like, sippy, like, almost like juice I've seen packs.
1: those, but I haven't tried one. Those are
2: huge right now, and I, and I feel like if it can go in one of those, you're basically drinking it. So drinking it, unless you have it in a bowl, and you have to use a spoon, and then that's eating it. spoon ding. <laughs> if you're using a utensil, a spoon, you're
1: eating it? Drinking
0: it's kind of like a jello shot, though, for applesauce because it used to come in those little cups and you get those little cups and you use the spoon for a little bit. But I would honestly just skip that whole process and I would straight yeah. up just slurp go. it and use my tongue
2: yeah. to kind of just. The get it key that with way. that is you take the top off just a little bit and you just have like the rest of the top on. So you get a little
1: suction going and you just, yep. <laughs> and then you finish with the top. I, I was Wait never a thought. fan of jello, but I do like jello shots, especially when they're in, like in a syringe. Have you guys ever had those? Like they don't have a needle or anything, but it's just like a syringe filled with Jello <laughs> shot, yep, and it's amazing because it just basically it, right it pulverizes the Jello as it goes into your mouth because it's just squeezing all this Jello through the itty bitty opening where the needle would typically go. Those are the best. <laughs> yep. He just likes to be shot up. Yep. Yep. Cuts. Shoot me up with a Jello shot. <laughs> no, I, I never had a Jello shot. Part. What was that, Brett? Never tried one. Never had never one. Had a Jello shot. If you get they the ones that aren't in a syringe, they like separate because. The alcohol in general is not—you can't really get it the same consistency as Jello. So a lot of times they'll separate.
0: Yeah. Wow, amateur hour here. Clearly, you didn't go to school where drinking specialized. Yeah, right. Uh, no, Mad- no, I—we not- never
1: had
2: a problem. <laughs> I had other friends to drink with, or drink of. I'm sorry, not drink not Jell-O? of shots. Beer. Why
1: well, go for Jello shots when there's beer?
0: Hold on. Can we just talk about what was just stated by Brent?
1: Nope. That was episode 29 of If I May. Hope you all enjoyed. We're uh, bringing you a new episode every single Thursday except for the ones we miss. Uh, If you want to support us, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. Uh, Anchor, uh, our hosting website, does have a support this podcast option if you want to do that. Uh, We're looking for a really good excuse to buy ourselves merch. We have a nice design and all that. So if we get a supporter... We'll send you free merch uh, and it'll give us a really good excuse to buy merch or at least the first supporter. Um, uh, otherwise we can do, uh, we'll do like a random 3d so you, prints.
0: You told everybody we have any supporters.
1: Yeah, yeah. You too have supporters. No, 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 no financial supporters. That's what we're talking about.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then, I am dying have a lot of... inside right now just because you realize in business, like you fake it till you make it. You're like, Hey, oh, well, the 10th, the 10th supporter this week. <laughs> We'll give it to somebody. Like, you don't just say we don't have any supporters. But if you're the first, we'll do it. Like, no, you're <laughs> like, oh, of course we have like hundreds of other supporters. But the tenth new one this week, we'll give merch. to Oh my god! All right.
2: If I, I may, you, the thing that endears us to our fans is that we're
1: we don't BS them. We don't BS our fans. We're like, not going to try and sell
2: you anything. We're going to just give you a product. Yeah, Anchor. And so Anchor has ads, Anchor, yeah, Anchor has
1: ads now. And there's one ad they want us to read, or they have it as an option to read that would pay us more than just the anchor ad, but I don't really want to read it because it's not something that I'm, I've tried or I'm interested in. So we're not going to do that to you guys. Nick is still like done, passing man. out.
0: But we're so wholesome.
1: <laughs> we're, so, we're very wholesome. We are so right, honest right. company right. until sure hey, Nick gets a hold of it. Apparently,
0: I'm not sorry.
2: Never had jokes. I'm, I'm, I'm wholesome.
1: <laughs>
0: I have never had a gel
2: shot. I am wholesome, so just keeping that going. <laughs> uh,
1: otherwise, if you want to get in contact with us or you have any questions, or if you have any questions, words are difficult, uh, you can DM us at on on Twitter at ZaruBust or email us, ZaruBust.com. I mean, ZaruBust at gmail.com. You get it. Uh, have a great Thursday. We'll see you next week.